0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You are listening to the 23
1: Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here
0: are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, buddy, welcome back to another episode of the 23 personal podcast this is your instant reaction to texas tech's 56 to 63 loss in overtime to the number eight texas longhorns i'm your host spencer joined by michael
1: hello everybody we'll um we'll try to make this as as i don't want to say positive but maybe not as sad as we could possibly make it and uh, i just want to give a quick shout out to my buddy adam who's told me he's going to be listening to this while mowing on Sunday morning. So it's probably a a nice relief to be out there in, in God's beautiful greenery mowing, kind of taking your mind off of what happened the night before.
0: You know, you can only hope that we would be able to provide such a, I guess a reprieve from this, or you, you can find a reprieve from Texas tech athletics and sports and, being sad and all that kind of stuff before we do any of that specifically any kind of reaction to the Texas game um, guys, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You may not be able, you may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Online Online's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, so you, Texas Tech, lost 56-63. Um and there are several ways you can spend this loss. Um, Oh, sure. Yeah. I kind of, I can see kind of the, like usual. <laughs> I can see the validity and, and, and several approaches and several, uh, uh, readings of it. Um, I think it's kind of at least where I'm at. It was kind of where we were in our, our Slack chat after the game. It's like, and I feel this way so many other times you, uh, you're not expected to be in a game. Um, and then, you know, whether you keep it close and keep it competitive or you, you develop and build a two score lead with three minutes left in the fourth quarter. Um, you Texas tech fans somehow find yourself sucked into these games when you shouldn't be emotionally invested. you, you start to believe and then you get your heart ripped out. That's the side of the, the, the reaction that I'm coming from today.
1: That's I kind of echo that same thing. I was fully prepared to emotionally detach myself this season after the two-point win loss against Houston Baptist and thought that this would seal the deal if Tech was unable to have a competitive game against UT. And they, of course, did. And I, of course, was all in by the time that it was 46 or uh, 56 to 41. And of course, yes, the the exact same thing happened that that tends to happen. And I, I remember feeling like this last year against Baylor, a couple years ago against Kansas State. Of course, those are just overtime games in general. Those are always harder. But it was one of those where uh You just keep getting reminded as a fan how close tech has come to these kind of monumental victories or these big time upsets in the past five, eight, ten years and just not been able to capitalize on them. And even even the years that they have, even the years that they the year that they did beat OU in Norman, you know, I think they lost like five of the remaining seven or something like that. So it's. It's just one of those things you just get reminded of that as a fan, especially if you've been a fan for a while like we have. But uh, there were some good things to take from this game, obviously. And I was completely surprised with how well the offense performed at times. The first half, of course, was kind of rough. The interceptions were especially Mm. bad after those possessions, but I know that we're going to dig into the offense
0: a little bit more. So um, where'd you kind of want to go with that? So, yeah, let, let, let's start with the offense and talk about, uh, I guess, start with Alan Bowman. He went 31 of 52 on the night, 325 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, The last interception doesn't
1: count. That was... That was an arm punt and overtime. So, but the the first two, oh, the first two counted so so very much.
0: So very much, and and we'll talk about the turnovers uh, more closely when we talk about the special teams because I think those the those two things go hand in hand. Um, you know, three hundred twenty-five yards, five touchdowns. It's respectable. You didn't have a single receiver break a hundred yards. Um, you had Easy go for seven catches, ninety-one yards. Keyshawn Carter seven catches, seventy-seven yards. TJ Vasher four catches, seventy-four yards. So like it was spread around pretty evenly. Um, Vasher and Keyshawn Carter both had two touchdowns. Easy had one. Uh, nobody had like a really big reception. The long on the day was twenty-nine yards for Vasher. Carter had one for twenty-two. Charging Thompson had one for twenty-two. Easy had one for nineteen. Um, you know, there weren't a whole lot of drops or noticeable drops except for maybe from Vasher. Um, Eric Izakanwa is, you know, credited with nine targets with seven receptions. Keyshawn Carter was seven for seven. DJ Vasher, he had four catches on nine targets. Uh, everybody else, you know, had a drop or two. Um,
1: But with Vasher, I know one of those, he had his toe on the line and, and made a catch basically. Yeah. It was on on one of those. It was, it was a catch, but you know, he was rolled out of bounds obviously, but that was, that's one of the the nine targets was sort of a
0: catch. So, I mean, when we were doing our preview, the Texas tech offense, I think we were looking for, for consistency. We're looking for, are they going to be able to move the ball? Um, We didn't know what to expect from the Texas defense, having seen them play against UTEP. Um, You were consistent and effective enough throughout the night that, you know, you felt like, I mean, obviously you put up 56 points and that's a lot, Um, but the offense production.
2: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
0: I don't think it was a problem. You had hoped to get more yards on the ground rushing. Uh, You had 116 on 24 attempts. Even then, that's good for nearly five yards a carry. Now, seventy-five of those 116 yards came yeah. on one one play. So, if you took that out, you're probably looking at like two or less than two yards to carry. Um, it didn't feel like. I mean, there were times when you were like, "Why? Why aren't you running the ball more?" Um, I don't know. I I don't really have a, a concern with with the rushing attack where I probably would have. Um, it felt like you were going to be playing behind most of the game and you did. So not running the ball a whole bunch, not a surprise.
1: Sure. And and I respected the fact that they tried to run it here and there. I I think there were some times some questionable times in, in overtime being one where they may have been trying too hard to run the ball, knowing that it hadn't been effective for the majority of the day. But like you said, I'd, I really didn't expect him to run the ball that well against Texas and Texas practically dared them to do it. They, you know, were often tackled uh, behind the line of scrimmage or immediately after busting through it, it was, it was
0: pretty quick when a running play was over. Yeah. I think the biggest thing we saw was when uh, Alan Bowman was going to be going deep. uh, It was just wildly inconsistent or at least, no, I, I, I wouldn't say that it was more um, you could count more on it being overthrown than your receiver having an, like a chance to, to make that reception. Um, sure. You have to have a deep option available. Otherwise you're going to see a lot of teams play you, you know, shallow ish coverage make, you know, keep everything in front of them. Uh, dare you to throw it deep. Cause if your quarterback can't, can't hit the deep throw, then there's no point in, you know, expending resources to, to, to cover that. Um, you the first know. half
1: was especially obvious of that. Uh, obviously, the interceptions came in the first half. A couple of deep throws were overthrown and missed. He had two receivers open on on the right side of the field uh, at one point and overthrew them both. It, it it didn't go well. He did hit a couple of, of good deep, ha- deep balls in the second half. The offense just overall in the second half played much better. They did have three, um, five, three and outs on the day. Three of those were in the first half and the remaining two were in the second, obviously. So they picked up things a lot better. Didn't turn the ball over. Uh, the second half offense, I was very pleased with, I felt like they, they did enough to win the game, you know, We will get to some special teams gaffes here and there, but it's it's just here we are again, scoring 50 something points and losing and and trying to make ourselves feel good about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and I guess that's kind of where I like I don't want to say you should feel good about this Um, because I don't I don't think scoring 56 points and losing effort is acceptable. And it's, you, I don't, I don't know where to go with that just yet.
1: <laughs> we could just switch talking to what, what do you want to visit on next? Like third down percentage. I mean, they,
0: yeah, you were, you were eight for 16 on the day on, on third downs. 50% is, is good enough to keep you on the field, keep you moving. Uh, you did mention the three and outs. They weren't, I mean, one, one was coming out of the half. Uh, you would think that, you know, as much as Yost likes the the script plays, you know, you, your opening drive, maybe you should have a script for, for both drives that open the, the first half and the second half. Cause going three and out, um, to start the half, just it's, it's pitiful. It took you 30, you took 39 seconds off the clock and gave the ball back to Texas. Um, yeah. That one, I have a, I have a
1: quick theory on that. I think it was the second, the second play where there was a, either a quick slant or a quick screen pass that got deflected. And then I think they were planning on that working. And since it didn't, the drive just failed after that. <laughs> I think that was, that was the flaw in the script. That's my theory,
0: but I have no idea what I'm talking about. No, cause I don't, we, we don't know if there was a, a script. Or sure. what the, the...
1: <laughs> we were we weren't in the invited into the, the halftime locker room.
0: No. Um, all right. Defensively, when, when, we, when we saw uh, what Ellinger was able to do last week, or I guess two weeks ago, um, and then our, our past defense, because it was you know 500 yards to the air in the first half, basically, and then you know what you did to a an FCS quarterback, making him look like a, a Heisman candidate um, on the day you held you held him to 262 passing yards. Um, 183 and when I mentioned it I think when uh, Texas took over the ball with two minutes to go or whatever I mean you 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 improved your your pass defense in such a way that a team that put up you know 500 yards passing week one and your defense given up 600 or 500 whatever passing yards yourself, like, well, the step up in competition is going to make it look a lot lot worse in week three or, you know, game two. You gave up 183 yards when I said that. I mean, even looking at 262 yards, that's not that bad. But it's five touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that's the, that's the bad part. That's the bad part. And I think kind of where you're going with this, too, is the, the red zone percentage. I mean, Texas got into the red zone seven times.
0: They scored seven times. Scored seven times. As opposed to Texas Tech, you were five of seven.
1: I mean, right? Yeah, I, you know, Tech did a decent job on third down. They, the Longhorns were they only converted five of sixteen. Uh, Tech actually had a better day on, on third down offense, as we just mentioned, but, you know, the the defense, it's. You could kind of see it coming at the end. Which is
0: all too familiar.
1: Right. Um, Despite the fact that they had done well enough the rest of the day, man, they gave up 18 points in, what, four minutes of play, including overtime? It was pretty tough, pretty tough to watch that. Uh, I know it didn't help any that the special team hands team was unable to recover the onside kick that went right to them and gave them bad field position. The defense, to be fair, they fought bad field position all day, Uh, you know, either with, um, well, the block punt, that was a score actually. So they didn't even play there, but they just fought bad field position all day with the interceptions. And then of course, with the, the onside kick recovery that did not go tech's way. So those are three right there. Pretty much that, uh, kind of go on the offense or the special teams basically. But th- the fact that Texas was perfect in the red zone is
0: one of the most glaring things of, of the whole day. Yeah. Well, once they got moving, moving, you weren't going to stop them. But if you were able to, to create a turnover or, or just stop them early on um, in the drive, it felt like you had a good shot. Uh, uh, in- individually Thomas Leggett though.
1: Had a heck of a day, really. I, I felt like he did not have the best outing against Houston Baptist. And I I think he, it seems like he sure was playing like he knew that. And he came up with the second most tackles on the team. With nine. Rico Jeffers with 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Leggett like had nine, um, seven of them were solo, two breakups, mm-hmm. two broken up passes. He was, he was everywhere and in a good way. And I, I was really impressed with how he stepped up his game today, especially after getting torched pretty badly, honestly, against Houston Baptist. But, man, he he really played well today. Of course, Merriweather. Merriweather's my guy. I I, I don't know. I just like him. Eight tackles. Uh, Boyer Randall with seven. Colin Schooler getting in the game. I don't think he started, but he had seven tackles as well. So some some good individual performances, but. You could tell by the end of the game, Texas was—I don't know what it was—that you could just tell that they were going to be able to do what they needed to do to at least get to the point where they needed to score that two-point conversion.
0: Yeah, I mean, when 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 I look at the the yards that your defense surrendered, um, and say you gave up 262 passing yards and 214 rushing yards, I mean those numbers should be enough to win uh, and I can't remember if we said this before we started recording or after but if you're giving up 400 yards on the on offense you're not expecting to give up 63 points granted you know one of those touchdowns came on you know in overtime so they all had to get 25 yards to do that one touchdown came on a special teams play so it doesn't count any any yards for that but even then if you take those away 400 yards uh, to put up 49 points. I mean, you you were just you weren't stopping them enough to create really empty drives where they're, you know, racking up a bunch of yards, but no points. And obviously, sure, if yeah. they're going seven for seven, in the red zone, once they got there, they were scoring. But the same could be said for you. you Texas Tech didn't put up a whole bunch of yards either. You know, they were. Whatever it was, 480 yards and 56 points. Um. So I. It's it's just it it feels so weird, and I don't know what where to go and point to this and say, well, if we could do this one thing better, or you know, we we, we had a bad day doing this because it felt like everything had a bad day at one point, um, and everything had a good day at one point. We we, we look at special teams. Um, you recovered an onside kick where you you identified a, a weakness or a deficiency in the Texas kick coverage, where you had the kicker tap the ball run 10 yards fall down and just wait for the ball to to come to him and have no Texas defender around him. Like, yeah, that was perfectly executed. I mean, that was,
1: I saw the Dallas Cowboys onside kick last week, which still blows my mind that I don't know how many Atlanta guys were around it and they just kind of watched it roll, but that was executed perfectly. Uh, I you know they go to the trouble of making the call to to do an onside kick doing it the way they did and then you you know you go through the well let's review it and make sure they went 10 yards and that he didn't block somebody you go through all of that only to have an interception thrown on the next very next
0: play very next play and I think that that interception specifically like we 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 keyed into it on on our slack chat like Bowman was not going through progressions Like it seemed like he had one read and then like the running back as his check down. Um, because on that next play, he was looking around the whole, whole time did not even acknowledge or see the deep safety. Just like waiting for that ball to go in the air. Cause as soon as it was, he was there, he was ready for it. Um, you had this giant momentum swing to recover an onside kick, to get possession in plus territory or very near midfield. And the very next play is a turnover that Texas would then go on to score a touchdown off of. Um, yeah. A couple drives later, you force a Texas punt. You get close to blocking it one drive before that. And then you end up blocking a punt. Um, And you're like, man, our special teams is on it today. Two yeah. plays later, covering a muffed punt too. And well, I'm not everything. there yet. Yeah. So like you block a punt two plays later Allen Bowman throws another ill-advised pass ends up being intercepted and nearly returned for a touchdown. Like, I'm not sure how he didn't return it for a touchdown because he had like five guys around him and an offensive lineman chasing him.
1: Burger, man. I mean, he, it Berger, was a burger just somehow <laughs> caught up with all those guys. Uh, that was, it was a defensive was back. Impressive place.
0: <laughs> yeah. A defensive back with a, with blocking convoy gets tracked down by an offensive lineman, like yeah. 50 yards away from the play.
1: That, that was a good, never give up play. That's almost like a, almost like a game ball play
2: or something.
0: Yeah. Like had you one, you are like, Hey, way to go, man. Sure. Um, you, you take advantage of, of Texas muffing a pun and the guy, he was looking up in the, in the sun had to reach to, to, you know, um, receive the kick ends up going off his fingertips and then it gets kicked by a, another Texas player and just shoots into the end zone and you just fall on it for a touchdown. Like you were gifted a special teams touchdown. Like, like we were kind of joking about it. Like, well, you can't screw up this big special teams play by the offense taking the field. If you just score on the, on the special teams play. Yeah, there you go. Um, unfortunately you had equally bad things go against you. You had a, a punt blocked that was recovered for a touchdown you gave up an onside kick recovery as well in the most, you know, meaningful part of the game. It went through your guys' hands. Um, I'm not like a huge fan of Zach McPherson. I get that that play was not an easy one to make. That ball was, you know, it had already bounced once and it was going off a weird ricochet went through his hands. The hands team, TJ Vasher was in line to catch that ball. Even off the deflection. He wasn't even looking for it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, and I don't know what their responsibilities are. I, I would assume ball, but it looked like everybody just assumed McPherson had it and they were going to go block a Texas player. Um, so special teams. Wow. Like the highest of highs and lowest of lows. Like they, they, the special teams plays felt like it kept you in the game or gave you opportunities. Your offense came in immediately afterwards and, and screwed those away. You did score off one of them. And then that special teams performance flipped on you, and then you were given a huge special teams place at Texas. Um, and that, like I said, we we, we touched on some of the, some of those turnovers. Oddly enough, um, on the on the game, you had four penalties called against you Yeah.
2: in a game that, that you played.
0: You played against Texas. Four penalties, only fifteen yards. I'm not even sure how you do that because even if they were all five yard penalties, you should have had 20 yards of penalties. Um, I would like to go back and see how, um,
1: how this stacks up against big 12 games in the last couple of years. It's gotta be one of the lowest. It has to be penalized games that Texas tech has had in years. And, and um, that's, that's excellent. Especially after all the false starts against Houston Baptist on the offense in a stadium with 11,000 people at home. That didn't leave me a whole lot of confidence coming into this week, but this was—I mean—in I mean, pass interference, that was uh, there were a couple of really bad ones last uh, the week one against Houston Baptist, but the guys played well. I—that's I, something to hang our hat on a little bit. Maybe they're going to figure out this penalty situation some, but but like you said, you know, that not to not to pile onto the special teams too much. There was also a missed field goal thrown in there now it was a 46 yarder so i am not gonna i'm not gonna pin too much on trey wolf on missing a 46 yarder but that was another time where you just just kind of got dinged a little bit because a lot of that had happened in that same period of the game and you just were thinking as a fan ah this is this is starting to unravel just a little bit this isn't going to go the way we want the the luck we had has is special teams plays is starting to dwindle,
0: but the penalties, Hey, that's good. Four for 15. That's incredible. Yeah. And, and Texas was penalized 10 times for a hundred yards, these numbers. And I I get that the whole Texas is favored by the refs thing is kind of overplayed. You would have seen this like reversed many years before, whether it was your own um, discipline issues or perceived problems with the officials or whatever, these results were flipped from historical values, I would say. Um, But before we go any further in this, uh, we want to to remind you that 2020 obviously has not been the year of things happening um, that are in your control. They've been completely out of of your control. Like, Like today, like going up 15 points with three minutes to go. But one thing you can do that is in your control is shave that bush sponsors at manscaped are here to remind you to do so guys. If you go to their website, manscaped.com, they have all kinds of products to check out, including the manscaped lawnmower 3.0, the shears 2.0 kit, um, crop reviver, crop preserver, all kinds of stuff. Go to manscaped.com. Check out some of these life changing products. In fact, listen to the show. We'll get 20% off plus a free shipping. With the code armchair at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk.
1: And as you know, since you're listening to this podcast and you watched a Texas Tech football game today, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline.com. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their future opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts.
0: So at one point, Michael. Um, and the game tracker had Texas tech at a 99.9% win probability.
1: I bet I know exactly when that was.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure that matches up there with, um, when you blocked the field goal in Lawrence last year. Um, or when you recovered the fumble in Waco last year, that both those things kind of turned on you even then. Um, And as far as I know,
1: I I think in that and and during that ninety nine point nine percent UT just had that one
0: timeout. That's and that's the that's the craziest thing, guys. They went and scored (laughs) fifteen points on you in three minutes with one timeout. Yes, and they didn't use it until the very end. Right. I I, actually I I think they use it on defense. I, I think they use it on defense.
1: No, I, it was either on defense or they used it before the, the two-point conversion. I think that was when they used it. I think they scored the touchdown, then called the timeout.
0: So some interesting things from the game. Um, bad look here. Alan Bowman gave the horns down with three minutes and 13 seconds left. Some very perceptive Twitter user captured that, put it together with a SpongeBob. Meme that says a few minutes later and then a screenshot of the final score. That hurts. Um, this, for, for Matt Wells, um, this is his fifth one possession loss in 10 games versus Big 12 opponents. Um, I don't know what you can do to fix that besides... I mean, I, I would say... <laughs> get bigger leads, but like you had a two-score lead with three minutes to go. Um your defense crumbled like that Texas that first Texas touchdown after you took a two-score lead, I think was on a two-play drive. You you had this weird decision for Matt Wells to uh do a pooch kick or sky kick uh instead of kicking out of the back of the end zone where Texas only had to drive the ball 60 yards instead of 75. We're talking about 15 yards of difference, but maybe that would have been, you know, that that would have been enough time to take an off. Um, I'm not sure. You had times in the game where your defense almost inexplicably rushing three, maybe four guys were getting pressure on Ellinger. Like there was a stretch of, of, of fourth quarter where the Texas offensive drives would end up first and 10, second and 15 third and 22, fourth and 23, like they were going backwards. You yeah. were getting pressure. You were forcing sacks. Um. You weren't given a big plays. and it's like, Holy crap. We, we, we gave, we ripped off a 75 yard touchdown run. And then, or, you know, you, you, you force a really long, you know, um, third down conversion attempt for, from Texas going through all those sacks And then you get the ball, you go on that that long scoring drive, like, man, we, we've kind of, we've held Texas here. We put a little more distance between ourselves. And I don't know um, if it's just like a mentality thing where, I mean, it it happened in our Slack chat. It happened to me. I was like, this game is over. And everybody let up besides Texas.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what to, what to say of that because that was pr- pretty much a collapse that was
0: just in just about an all out collapse. I, I, I would assume that that's, that's mentality top to bottom um, that if the coaches are allowing that kind of mentality to, to, to reside there, uh, that's on them. It's on the players for thinking the game was over. It's on us as fans for thinking the game was over. I guess I don't, I don't know man. Well, I, guess, I don't know where, I where I guess to go from by here. Now
1: you've seen the probably now famous screenshot of Alan Bowman giving the horns down. Yeah, I, I I said that a few minutes ago. Oh yeah, sorry man. I was I was looking up some awful stats. But the <laughs> distracted by awful stats. Yeah, that's just not a not a great look as you've probably already said.
0: <laughs> I mean, let, let let's reserve throwing the horns down and to when like the game is over.
1: Let's get let's get the dub. Let's get the W before that.
0: Uh, so Michael, what do you, what do you think? Like, what do you, where do we go from here? Like what, what, what happens next? Do, do we know more about this team after game two than we did after game one?
1: Are, I, are, are I do. you more? I, but I think, I, I think it's easier to, it was way easier for me to dissect what I considered the issue after game one. And that was pass defense. That was it. That mm-hmm. was, I, I knew that there were, you know, Bowman hitting deep guys was kind of an issue, but he found Keyshawn Carter during that game and, and Dalton Rigdon, and, and started getting some guys uh, on the inside, especially these fast guys that can really make some moves after the catch. So I thought, okay, I think the offense will still be okay. Running backs look great. Then, um, So my thought heading into this game, I was, that was what I was most concerned with was pass defense. And you know what pass defense was, was fine. Aside from five passing
0: touchdowns, that's not a great look, but But you gave up 240 yards in the air. Like that is an acceptable number in the big 12 against a team like Texas. Sure. That put up 400 something yards in the first half the week before,
1: or, you know, in their first game. I, so I, that was where I came in thinking that that was going to be the weakest link and the, and the thing that, texas would exploit the most it wasn't they just kind of they they did just enough really i mean everywhere dominate tech no i would say that they they stifled the run that was the main thing that they accomplished today was they were able to stifle the run as we've mentioned aside from stradwick's thompson you know from from his 75 yard scamper if it wasn't for that, Tech would average two yards per carry or something. It would have been really low. So they managed that. But aside from that, Tech was kind of able to do what they were want, wanting to do aside from when they shot themselves in the foot. I, and I guess that does come down to coaching a little bit. But, I mean, at this point, hey, we're, we're two games into the season. It's a weird season. It's not like coaching is going to change. I think you and I both agree that we're, we're going to have – pretty much the same crew for three years, no matter what. And this year may be looked at as kind of a mulligan year anyway. Sure. So that's just kind of how things are going to look. So I'm not calling for that. I'm not, I'm not to that point. I do think Wells does a lot of things that Kingsbury did, but in different ways is that he kind of outsmarts himself. Like with the pooch kick and, you know, he hasn't done it as bad this year, but you know, the fake punts and
0: the fake field goals Or not going for, like, not going for two that would have put you up by, like, 11 points at one point? No. Sure. It would have put you up by nine instead of up up by eight. So it would have even, like, had you not made the two-point conversion, you would have been up by seven. So it would not have been a big deal had you not made it. Had you made it, it would have forced Texas to go for two twice. But, like, it's one of those things where, like, it feels like it's a fairly common, like, there's a low risk here that you go for two and you don't get it. You're still up by a full touchdown and extra point. But if you can get it, you're up by two scores. I mean, it, it, it's one thing to go for two and then be up by eight. Like, well, that's still within one score, but to go for two and then be up by nine, totally different yeah. late in the game. Different. It makes sense to go for it there. There were people that agreed with me and maybe it is just one person, but it still is like, that feels like an easy call to make. Because there's, there's a there's a high reward, low risk to it.
1: And and you know, kind of to that same thing, Trey Wolf missed a, a forty six yard field goal, which but we, it was we I both think it was agree fourth and ten at that point. The,
0: you know, I mean that's that was the thing to go ahead and yeah and do that. And we we both agree, like a forty six yard field goal is low percentage. It was like him missing it. You don't really hold that against him. Right and and you know going for it on fourth and ten, uh,
1: I think it, I'm having trouble seeing what the score was at that time. I think it was 38-28. I, I don't know. I didn't feel good about going for it for fourth and ten on UT's 28. So I'm I'm okay with that. But I was almost surprised that he didn't pull something out there. But but um, there have just been a few occasions where I felt like. They they just tried. They tried too hard to do something that the other team didn't expect. And then it's kind of crashed and burned at the worst time. But, hey, we are where we are. I did see some improvement this week. Now, I mean, quite, you well, quite a bit in spurts <laughs> and in in um, different times of the game.
0: Yeah. Like you feel going into this game, I felt there was no chance that you were going to be close that Texas was going to do whatever they were going to do. Uh, you weren't going to be able to, to dictate any of it. You weren't going to be able to get pressure. You weren't going to be able to cover the pass. They were going to run on you when they wanted to. And that wasn't the case. Like, they were successful in all those areas. Sure, 262 yards in the air, 214 on the ground. But they – it never felt like – let's say outside of the first quarter and the end of the fourth quarter, it didn't feel like Texas was dictating the game.
1: Yes, the old imposing their will phrase. I I didn't quite get that until those moments you said, which were crucial moments. But it just that's what's so frustrating, frustrating about it for us as fans, for players, coaches, everybody was how close this game was. And this is the same conversation we've had a lot since we've started this podcast is, man, just just a few more things few more things go tech's way and they'd, they'd come out and won this game. And maybe someday we'll live to see a day where tech wins close games like this.
0: Yeah. So w- where are you at on the rest of the season, Michael? Are, are, are you, are you more uh, inclined? Are you more excited to watch the rest of the season? Do you still kind of think like this is a three win ga- three win team is like, is the ceiling higher now that you you've shown that you can compete with a team that's expected to be, number one or number two in the conference. Where where, where, where are you at after this game?
1: I mean, I'm I'm feeling a little bit more optimistic. Uh you know, Kansas State does worry me some with how well they played against Oklahoma and Norman today. Obviously that's, they
0: were that's a, that's a concern. <laughs> they were a four touchdown underdog and one by three in Norman. Sure. Um but I do feel better. And and I think
1: uh our friend Kyle mentioned it today kind of the same way we I went into this game thinking that tech didn't really have that great of a chance of, of pulling out the win they sucked me back in completely and now I feel like they have a chance to I mean they they, they could go toe-to-toe with Kansas State who knows uh, Baylor is currently up 47 to 14 oh, on Kansas didn't see that coming um, so that that's kind of surprising I really th- didn't know if Baylor would trounce on them that bad. And we're still not quite sure. Is it, you know, it's Baylor's only game of the season is Kansas that bad or is Baylor that good. There's all that kind of stuff still floating in the air. Iowa state came down to the wire, beating TCU 37, 34. And of course, OSU beat West Virginia, 27, 13. But even that one, I wasn't quite sure what to expect coming in. So I think the big 12 is kind of wide open. We saw some flaws with Oklahoma state last week against Tulsa, and if Tech's able to field this, uh, some version of this offense, they have a chance, man. They have a chance to win more games than I thought. So I'm, I'm feeling a little optimistic, knowing that it come back could come back to bite me.
0: How are you feeling? I'm, I'm, and I don't know how many games it's going to take for me to feel like I have a good understanding of what this team is and what they're capable of. I'm not sure if the Texas defense is good. And maybe that's because I'm I'm undervaluing the Tech offense, but like what we've seen from game one to game two, I'm not sure that the Tech offense is good. So having said that, we you know Texas Tech scored 56 points today. And I'm saying the Tech offense isn't good. They also scored 35 points versus an FCS team that's been playing football for seven years. Sure. I mean, that was just really weird. Like, no this is a really weird going game on at all right now. <laughs> and I'm basically where we're at. Like it, it it's weird. And like, I'm not it, so far away from expectations. Um, the stats don't tell the story of the game. Like you look at the stats and like, this was a close game. Where did all the points come from? It. And then I guess the momentum and the flow of the game he said, like, as a, as a tech fan that wants to not hurt <laughs> going into a game where you're picked to lose by three scores, you had a two-score lead with three minutes left in the game. A lead that 99.9% of all times in the football universe ends in a victory for you and your team.
1: Sure, yeah. In all of the situations that that could possibly happen.
0: 99 times out of 999 times out of a thousand you win that game so i don't i, mean, I don't you, know where to go like it's one in a thousand right so like it's it's obviously the the outlier the exception but it also feels really familiar for it to be a one in a thousand game
1: but you're, you're totally right that you know the jury's still out how great is texas you know texas is uh, that's so hard to say how great is ut's defense Last year, I mean, they fired everybody. <laughs> they, they fired everybody. The Texas Tech, for as much grief as we give them, had a hundred. They were hundred and twenty eighth in pass defense in yards per game. Texas was one hundred and twenty seventh. You know, they they allowed two hundred and ninety three yards in the air last year, and you know today they didn't do a whole lot better or any better. I mean, what what was it they added
0: three twenty five.
1: Yeah. So they, they were already worse than what they averaged last year today. So that, that's a good point. I mean, I don't I don't know if I think their front seven are really strong, but uh, the jury's still out on the secondary. It's very similar to our situation, although our secondary, I felt good about how they played today.
0: I, I, I did not I feel
1: like we're talking in circles, man.
0: We are. And, and we're probably just losing people left and right. Cause they're like, well, you've already said that, or you're, you're uh dis- disagreeing with what you already said. You're contradicting yourself. Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's probably happening. But that's, so yeah. So that's this process. So I guess, let me just wrap up and say, I'm not sure what happened, where to go or what to expect. I just know that this game today did not go how I expected and it sucks. And it not be the because, first time or the last time this year. Not because I thought you'd go into this game and win, but you were competitive. You had the chance to win. Those are positive things. But that in a very familiar Texas Tech fashion, you screwed it up royally to let a team score 18 points on you in three minutes of game time plus overtime. I I just, I don't know. I don't know where to go besides oh, it's, I think it was on the road I to forgot. Kansas state. I think I did my math wrong earlier. It was, it was 22 points, 22 points, 22 points in three minutes plus overtime. Is that right? Yeah. So it, have touchdown, 41? touchdown with yeah. a two point conversion and then touchdown in overtime.
1: Yeah. I think I said the wrong thing earlier. So no, you're right. You're right though.
0: 22 points. We had some questions. You're some right. Comments. You're right. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like getting ready to get off here. And actually we had people respond that want to be involved in the show, which we greatly appreciate. Yes. Thanks guys. Um, ready to recent man. Uh, <laughs> yes. Is that kid that got pretzeled going to be okay? I'm not sure how he got up and walked away. This was uh, running back. Bijan Robinson went to go, like went for a hurdle. He got hit in the air, landed, face down but with his butt on the back of his head like he was folded in half backwards yes and somehow his
1: he was his neck was folded wrong and his spine was folded wrong and somehow he just got up and ran and jogged off the field it was incredible i i remember seeing it happen in full speed and thought, oh, wow, oh, that was nasty. And then they showed the replay. And normally when I know that someone got hurt on a replay, I don't watch. But I know that he got up. So I watched the replay and then immediately regretted it. And then they showed it again. And I, and I just was like, I'm not watching it again. Because I don't know how that guy
0: made it. I'm glad he did. He may did. be sore tonight and tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> I mean, but good gravy. I mean, we're, it, we're grateful that like yeah, this course, dude's walking. Brutal. Um. Roderick Resentment also asks, I'm tired of moral victories, but the direction we are headed has me hopeful. When do we get over the hump?
1: Yeah, that was kind of where we just hem-hawed just now. I mean, it's it's hard to determine if that will happen. Um, or when, for sure. It this just it felt like a step in the right direction today in a lot of aspects, but then but then <laughs> but then again it didn't. So I, I think if, if tech's able to they pretty much have to play just about flawless on two of the three sides of the ball at this point. That's kind of where I'm at. And they had flashes on all three sides of the ball today. Oh, sure. But I think you've got to have at least two of them at this point, the defense has to be on fire and special teams has to be on fire. And then offense can kind of putter a little bit and you, you might make it, but uh, you've got to at least have two of them going.
0: Yeah kyle lang when wells was brought in the expectation was that there might be a talent gap but that tech would overcome that by being more disciplined and mistake and play mistake free football do you think that thus far you've seen the type of improvement to take tech to the top levels of the conference um in terms of discipline today sure I, i i think you can point to you played a very disciplined game you did not have huge mental letdowns where you could point to and like, that was like, you should have known better. Um, there was a definite improvement from yeah. game one, um, mistake free football. Like you didn't have like a, a Zach McPherson returning a, an interception from the end zone out to the one yard line type thing. Um, as reach reaching across the goal line and fumbling on, on the, yeah. on the stretch. um, obviously you didn't have any major penalties. If you had four penalties for 15 yards, you didn't have any targeting or unsportsmanlike or face mask or anything like that. So all that would point to, yes, this is one game though. Um, I just, it would need to see more consistency on that, but I think it's more than just being disciplined and mistake free. You do need to be consistent in your game planning. You don't need to like, we don't need to be saying, why are there two defensive backs covering three receivers inside the five? Why why are we running with two defensive linemen on a fourth and short? Why, why did we throw a screen pass on third and 14 that went behind the line of scrimmage where you needed the 14 yards? This is an an overtime that very nearly could have been the, the fumble that ended the game. But in fact, Bowman threw an interception the next play. He got a chance back and th- threw an interception. Like, yeah, as
1: I preferred the fumble ending. That sure, was just, that but was like, better. you
0: shouldn't have these type of moments where you question. Like, like I'm not, I'm not a coach. Hindsight here, obviously, is, is 2020. But like, would not have made that decision. I don't know what you're basing that decision on. I would have gone for too early in the game to potentially put Tech up nine points. I would have done a lot of things differently.
1: Well, one thing I'll say for, for Wells that I've been impressed with, or the probably maybe the most impressed with is his ability to recruit. He has landed some good recruits, some great grad transfers, some junior college guys that are contributing immediately like Meriwether. I mean, the guy's just all over the place. So, I mean, I, I, I admire that. I think he, he either enjoys recruiting or he sure makes us think like he does. He's, he's, Kingsbury, that was obviously not kind of that was not his thing. No, but he Wells was more about like, a like guy dev- that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was going Kingsbury's more like developing a game plan, an offensive strategy, um, where Wells maybe is a little more hands off with that. Like I want to, I want to compile talent from Wilson's everywhere. Like guy, right? Like yeah. I, I'm going to go get D1
1: transfers. He seems like the guy that wants to come to your living room, eat some. Homemade mashed potatoes, talk to you about football for three hours and, you know, try to sign your kid up to play. So that part I've been impressed with. And I think he has landed some good guys. I'm not going to do the well, we got to wait for him to get his guys in kind of thing, because some of this stuff can be fixed now or at least addressed now that Spencer's already mentioned. But that's probably my biggest takeaway from him. And that gives me a little bit of hope in the future knowing that he's able to do that. He takes an active interest in it and players respond to it, especially during COVID. You know, the guy hasn't as much as he'd like to go eat someone's grandmother's mashed potatoes somewhere. He hasn't been able to do that since March. So hats off to him for still landing recruits this whole time and still working it. But that's, that's kind of what I think could be the tipping point that tech has not had in the last few years is um, as great of an interest in recruiting.
0: Yeah. And developing that talent base sneakers, 1957 says, I know you're asking me about how can anyone tell today's team versus last week's team who is real and who is a fluke. We need to see consistency before anyone knows just my opinion. So what, what do you think? I mean, I mean, he's dead on.
1: I, I don't know. I've, I've wrestled through
0: this. I would like to think as that we've been talking. Would like to think that today's team is more like who you're going to be, and that you you yeah. can definitely build on that a whole lot better than well, two weeks ago's team versus Houston Baptist. And I'm talking about this chair that keeps creaking. I, I'm, this is just what we're working with. Oh, it's just throwing <laughs> me off my game big time. Just that creaking well, chair. Anybody else is listening? Like, what the heck is going on? It's this chair. It's creaking under my weight.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, I I'm I'm with you. I don't know. How you can tell for sure. This year's really weird for everybody, anyway. So, and we're still so early into the season, it's hard to tell anything. Um, but it's just such a weird back to back set of games against two completely, or, or two opponents on a completely different caliber, both of them at home. So that's kind of the equalizer, but it just still, there's so much to, to take from both of those games but I, one thing I will say is I I do think Texas pass pass defense may not be as bad as we thought it was. I think that might be a fluke week 1 and hopefully that that's going to trend in the correct
0: direction from here on out but we'll see. Yep. All right. So we will be back in a couple of days to start looking ahead to Kansas State. We'll be on the road in Manhattan next weekend. Another 2.30 p.m. kickoff. Um, We will have our normal preview episode releasing probably mid-morning Wednesday. So be on the lookout for that. I think the theme of today is I don't know. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We will catch you next time.